Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of Ready for What's Next Now, an Aptian podcast. I'm John McCurdy, your host for the week, and I'm thrilled to be joined by one of the thought leaders in our organization, Jack Payne, for this week's episode. Keeping with this week's observance of World Food Safety Day, Jack is going to share with us the importance of food safety in today's ever-evolving business landscape. With over 30 years of industry experience, he's a wealth of knowledge and a fantastic resource for best practices information. Jack, thanks so much for taking time out of your day to chat with us. It's always a pleasure to be here. I'm glad to be back and talk about one of my favorite topics, which is uh, food safety and food quality. Thank you. So, Jack, it seems like despite the progress the industry has made, food safety might be even more important than ever today. Can you tell us why you think that's the case, and are there any indications that improvement is underway? So the Global Food Safety Initiative came about in 2000. Then the FISMA, the Food Safety Modernization Act, was signed into law in 2011, over 10 years ago now, which really now calls mandatory compliance, and it's actually had global influence with food safety across the world. But if you look at the statistics, there's still 600 million people per year in the world that get sick from contaminated food. Almost 420,000 people die annually due to contaminated food with this. Very scary. But if we look to what's happened in the last two years due to the pandemic, this may be the only silver lining I've seen with this, is that uh, the foodborne illnesses have actually decreased by 26% compared with the prior years. And this has probably been just the influence of people in terms of washing their hands, practicing sanitation, And as a result, we've had better safe food since then. Got it. What's your take on the trends that will impact the area of food safety in the future? And how should these changes inform the priorities for business leaders today? I'm going to share with you not just my thoughts, but also uh, a study that we had commissioned last year with over 700 food and beverage companies. And there wasn't a lot of surprises, but just reinforced our thoughts with this. Sustainability was one of the key uh, trends going on in the industry, but also technology of how to support the trends going on was ranked very high. But also in that top five was increased traceability and regulatory and legislative changes. And part of this was coming from the 2020 uh, Smarter Food Safety Blueprint that the FDA had published. They're currently working on uh, those regulations today and uh, they say anticipate getting some some regulations or some guidance out by the end of 2022. Right. And in the UK, you have the recently passed Natasha's law concerning the proper labeling of allergens. So again, no, no big uh, surprises here. It kind of falls along with the trends. Sustainability, and, you know, how do you reduce waste? How do you do recycle? Again, that's top of mind with everybody uh, with that. But falling right behind that is... Uh, food safety and quality, making sure that uh, they, they have safe food. You know, one of the things that's happened also is the event of social media. Today, if there's a food recall, you're probably going to see it in social media in just minutes. And so it's more top of mind. More people are aware of it and cognizant of it. So it's made it a more important topic with the consumer. Makes a lot of sense. So, Jack, we know that traceability and food safety are definitely linked. Can you tell us a little bit more about how companies have evolved their approach to traceability and what challenges they're still encountering in mastering end-to-end traceability? Sure, John. So, you know, one of the things that we also include in our survey was the importance of traceability, you know, which is a key role of food safety. The first part being prevention is key, but also we have to have traceability along with that. 
And what we, we saw, not a surprise, is very, very important worldwide. When we look at what I'm going to call the basics of food safety and, and traceability, being able to track supplier receipts, where did those supplier receipts go and what products did you ship to what customers, most people are doing that pretty well. You know, that's kind of the basics of food safety. But it's the other areas of challenges, those exceptions that come up with that. So anytime there's a recipe change, and we have, do we have the proper labeling with a recipe change? Or is maybe the old version of the recipe still out in the factory? And the batching process is using that old version of the recipe uh, with that. Are good manufacturing practices being followed in manufacturing? And also what's happened with the pandemic in terms of the labor force and labor turnover. So we have to be concerned about training of employees, maybe retraining of employees who maybe have been out of work for a while, and also the qualifications. So when you get out of practice, you need to do that retraining. And so what we found is these are the challenges most people have in a day with food safety. They've got the basics down and traceability, but it's all these exceptions and these new things that come up that cause the problems. But you only need one event to then cause the food safety contamination, and we need to control all of them. Right. So taking it up to a higher, more holistic level, let's talk about digital transformation. It's a concept we champion here at Aptian, but can you speak to how such a change initiative can potentially improve food safety outcomes for companies? Well, that's a great question. You're not the only person to ask that question. And uh, food safety can be improved through digital transformation. So first of all, just a reminder, digital transformation is not about plugging in a bunch of sensors and starting to collect data. I mean, that's a part of it, but really it's a business transformation and how you use that information, how you use the data with that. Unfortunately, what we find is a current state in too many companies that we go into is their food safety is a manual process, it's paper-based, or it may be uh, what we call spaghetti code. You know, it's not tied into the ERP systems or it's not tied into their primary business systems. So this is one of the areas that they typically want to address with food safety and with digital transformation. So in digital transformation, the first part is how do we collect the data? Are we collecting the data through you know, basic things like barcode scanning? Are we having sensors? So in, uh, in terms of food quality and maybe in terms of temperatures, if you're cooking food to make sure it's cooked to the proper temperature, if you cool food or have a freezer to make sure that we're main maintaining those temperatures over time with that. So we need to be able to collect the data very simply and very easily but we need to have actual data that we can work on. So first of all, we need alerts so that as we start going out of control, so if, a, if we're supposed to cook uh, a meat to a certain temperature and we start seeing that we're not getting close enough to that where we can take action to prevent the problem, so we have alerts with that, but also having uh, analytics and then moving into predictive analytics so we can see the trends and we can see what's going on so we can take out those barriers and take out the things that cause problems with food safety that give us the traceability and uh, all that we need to maintain safe food. Got it. Do most food and beverage companies that are engaging in digital transformation see the same sorts of results or are there differences in their approaches that affect their outcomes? Great question, John. And one of the things that we've seen over the last year is a lot of food and beverage companies have advanced in their state of digital transformation. Uh, a year ago, we saw over 10% of the companies that had not even started or were not even thinking about it. Today, that is less than 1%. A year ago, we saw only 2 to 5% of companies thought they had really gone through the digital transformation. 
that's now up to about 25% of the companies. And in between those two endpoints, there's been a lot of progress. Two of the things that we looked at in terms of uh, success or results of digital transformation was how did it improve the business or did it improve the business, you know, from key performance indicators. And the results that came back was every part of the business was improvement in it, whether it was food safety, quality, supply chain management, uh, customer service, accounting, maintenance, all areas had improvement. But what was very interesting when we looked at that, the area that had the number one improvement in performance was in food safety and food quality with that, followed closely behind with supply chain. So the first answer is yes, additional transformation, overall improvements across uh, businesses that are, have gone through the process or are going through the process because it's a journey, it's not a destination, and you have progress as you go along with that, food safety and quality. The second part that we looked at was, okay, what's the bottom line? How did that affect the revenue of the company? How did that affect the profitability of the company? And what we looked at was the maturity of digital transformation in these various areas. And what we saw in terms of food safety and quality, the higher level of maturity that you had in digital transformation with these areas was uh, directly related to increased revenue and also increased profitability. Absolutely. I think that's a great way to frame it. Anyway, that about does it for this episode. So I'll just thank you, Jack, one more time for being on the program, as well as our listeners for tuning in. Until next time, we'll be looking forward to getting you ready for what's next now. Hi, everyone, and thank you again for listening to this week's episode of Ready for What's Next Now, an Appian podcast. Be sure to tune in next week on your preferred podcast platform. You can find the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. If you're not already following Aptian on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube, check out the links to our brand profile pages in the show notes of this episode. Finally, feel free to drop us a line with any questions or suggestions via email to podcast at aptian.com. Until next time, thanks again. We'll be looking forward to getting you ready for what's next now.